0: Hollywood and from all over the world to entertain you on a giant screen with a few colorful motion pictures you've been hearing about and reading it about. It's showtime folks.
1: Enjoy the show.
0: We're delighted to have you with us. They're driving theater. You'll find something to please you to add to your evening's enjoyment. This pleased please, to bring you our CC feature Presentation. Good. Good evening everybody. Thanks for joining in. It is Monday night. It is September 4th, 2023. You are tuned into the Drive-In Speaker Box. I'm your host, Bo the Boom Operator. I'm Slick Doggy the Grip. And for the next hour, we're going to be talking to you about movie stuff. We're going to be reviewing movies that we saw. We're going to be telling you about movies that are coming out. We're going to be talking to you about just whatever comes to mind. If you are listening to the audio version of this podcast, then you might you might be wondering later in the show like who are they talking about? Who are they talking to? Well, we've got a live chat stream that's going on that's actually been going on for the past half hour because uh, on twitch we start early we start about a half hour and do a exclusive twitch pre-show if you follow us over there on twitch um but we also uh, broadcast live on youtube and facebook live so you can get in on all the action you can you can chat with us and we will interact with you live because this show is recorded live so um with that said if you're reading the title of this podcast um we saw some stuff this weekend we saw um well, you saw the equalizer sure did the part three mm-hmm. yeah and uh we both well you finished it i watched a little bit of it we watched some of the netflix live action one piece
1: i did i watched i watched all eight episodes because people count on me <laughs>
0: because because it's 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 a, a public service um and i went and saw the fathom events uh, 35th anniversary release of they live with roddy piper Got to watch
1: Roddy Piper get punched in the nuts on
0: the big screen like seventeen times, like that fight scene in that. But anyway, we will talk about all three of those and more right here on the show. So thanks for joining us. Like, share, subscribe, just post about it. You know, be our street team. Get people to watch this show. We love it, um, and we love you for it. So. Uh, yeah, but before we get into that, we'd like to talk about what happened in the news. I mean, uh, Jimmy Buffett's dead. Uh, that that was that was news. Um, everybody talked about that. The Smash Mouth guy, he he just died like about an hour ago, and um, I mean, just people be dropping, you know. But neither of those people are movie stars. I mean, Jimmy Buffett's been in movies, you know, and Smash yeah, he Mouth was has in been Jurassic Park and yeah. uh, Smash Mouth is. And wasn't Jimmy Buffett also in that movie with like? Was it Matthew McConaughey or Snoop Dogg where it was called Dog.
1: Yeah, uh, Matthew McConaughey's character was called Dog. I can't remember what the name of that movie was. We watched it. We reviewed I think it. it was called Dog. No, because I looked it up talking to someone about it the other day. I'm gonna look it up. Yeah, look Moon it up. Uh, but Smash Mouth, you know, they had uh, uh, um, Shrek, of course, and then the Myst- Beach Bum. Mystery Men. You know, they had some uh, notable soundtrack
0: features. Yeah, so, you know... Um, it does relate to movies, and it's always sad when, when, when people go. And I mean, I wasn't the biggest Jimmy Buffett fan. In fact, I'm pretty sure it's pretty common knowledge that I absolutely loathe every song he's ever recorded. Whoa, even Cheeseburger in Paradise? Especially Cheeseburger in Paradise. Um, just not a not a fan but i'm not like i hope he dies you know that's sad stuff you know i've never eaten at a margaritaville i've been inside there and i want to punch my face until it turned into a cheeseburger and uh i mean he was the only good part of Jurassic world running away with his margaritas right? he kind of was i mean he seemed like a really cool dude but um i'm, I'm just not a am not a parrot head or mm. whatever one of my really good friends is super and jimmy buffett and i I feel bad for the loss that he's having to 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 you know fight through and persevere um, you know because' it's, it's, it's a that lost shaker of salt of in your soul is is whatever fuck it I, I, I don't know what else to say about Jimmy Buffett. Um, I mean this is rum. so here's to you, Jimmy, for helping create mid uh, middle lower class white people that i really don't like so there we go yeah <laughs> hmm um and then the smash mouth guy was that all-star did he the, do the the shrek song that yeah hey that now, was you're an all-star mm-hmm. get your game on go play but wasn't that the same hey song now, that they did know, in mystery men first yeah but it mystery men wasn't shrek mystery so. man fucks though yeah mystery man's badass but Shrek, and it had Paul but Rubens recently deceased Paul Rubens the spleen well. um, but it didn't have Shrek everybody likes Shrek cause Shrek turned into a meme man everybody loves the internet um, like Vince, Vince on Twitch coming in hot with the weekend at Bernie's Rider just died did he though or is this just like a publicity stunt? Or if
1: you start playing Jimmy Buffett music. And he, he comes
0: back to life. He's get up and, and he <laughs> writes another screenplay. Yeah. yeah, like his family is like, no, he's fine. And he just keeps making wow. new screenplays.
1: Velvet Santa coming in with the Shrek is love comment. Mm. Don't Google
0: it. Oh, don't do it. Don't do it. In fact, don't listen to anything Velvet Santa says on, on Twitch. Because you're probably going to get... Hit with Buttercream Gang or Whoa. some you don't want to get.
1: Hey, Buttercream Gang is the, is the tit, though. Everyone knows it.
0: Mm, I don't know. Hey, you know what? Talking Buttercream about, tits. You can just like, no thanks.
1: T- Google that. See what <laughs> turns up. Uh, Shall we? <laughs> talking about movies that uh, don't really have a fan basis, though. You see that um, Flash made its streaming debut on Max. And uh, next to Nobody Cared, it had 1.1 million households watch it in its debut,
0: which was... That doesn't seem like a lot for... It
1: wasn't. It's not a lot at all. It was a tenth of a million less than Black Adam, which was not considered to do well. Oof. But it still beat the hell out of Shazam too. And I like that they're just using DC movies as the metric for (laughs) what sucks in uh, theaters and at home. They're just like, dude. More people watched Injustice on Max than they did Flash or whatever. I, I don't know if that's true, but and I, I think that they were is. really
0: holding out and be like, nah, man, just wait till we get to streaming. Sh- Once we get to streaming, it's game on.
1: Well, what happened is, as soon as it got to streaming, more people actually watched it and saw the uh, CGI and how terrible and everything it was, and then they told more people about it, and, every, and everyone else just decided to continue to avoid it. So.
0: I there mean, you go Yeah, it's. I mean and, and no amount of like oh it was supposed to be bad CG Mm-mm, no no you can't fool us with that one we got fooled once a long time ago with Wolverine uh, Origins and we will never make that mistake again so um, anyway what else is in the news what, what do you got here
1: uh, well talking about things hitting streaming um, your Mutant Mayhem your TMNT Mutant Mayhem is already on streaming have you seen that uh, I did not. Less than a month in. It's that a, means you should check it out. It's already hitting stream. I'm not going to pay 20 bucks to watch it at home when I could watch it on my A-list for free. I'm not going to watch mean, it well, on my A-list but for but that's free. that's You wouldn't go to the uh, That's three hours of my life no, that I could not. do so much. No, it's not. It's barely much. two. Plus 20 minutes of trailers, plus 15 minutes to you drive You don't have to, to get there from. to the...
0: Uh, gosh you're just like making up excuses at this point i'm just i've watched you go through way more hurdles to do to do something that you will enjoy less
1: but did i know i would enjoy it less at the time i don't know
0: i don't know but uh rl over on youtube says hello hello thoughts on equalizer 3 yes yeah we're gonna get to that's coming up as soon as we give you the new releases in theaters this week then we start reviewing movies so stay Uh, tuned
1: also, streaming stuff. Uh, did you see that Black Demon, the the one about the oil rig and the shark in the in the Gulf of Mexico, like the demon shark? Mm-hmm. Apparently, it's kicking ass on streaming. Oh my God! Uh, it's doing really well on Prime. So they're talking about a sequel to it, much like the uh, what was the one with the tower, um, where those girls climbed the tower in the desert, and it got its sequel announced because it did so well on streaming. Yeah. You got that so
0: well speaking of other ridiculous things um, if you're not familiar with uh, the legendary trash maestro Charles Band who is the head of um, a little a little company known as full moon features. Like it's uh, responsibility. Are uh, they are responsible for movies like Puppet Master, G- Ginger Dead Man, Evil Bong, and subspecies? Um, they are starting a film project right now, tentatively called Barbenheimer, and one of the taglines is "D cup, a bomb, and <laughs> and uh, yeah, exploding soon." So uh, yeah, I mean. Did. I'm going to just let that one simmer. Mm. I'm going to just let that one simmer.
1: Uh, Terrifier 2 is going to be back in theaters again uh, as well. For October? Probably. You're and they're, they're entertaining that uh, idea of Terrifier 3 since the second one did so well. Uh, and the last bit of streaming stuff is that Stars actually lowered their streaming cost. If you buy yearly. Oh, where? by five bucks it went from 74.99 to 69.99
0: in a time How, where everybody's increasing costs at a
1: time where everyone else is increasing and they like, said what's on stars though uh what's that one about the people that go through the time that the time love story thing what's it called people watch it not me not us yeah not me people watch it uh, but the uh, the president of the domestic networks, Allison Hoffman, said that she thinks that Stars is able to lower its prices because, unlike other There's streaming no services, <laughs> it's profitable. Ah. they. I think they. Uh, their their budget is smaller and they don't go over it as often. Um, so Stars is profitable, meaning they can lower their streaming. Um, and then since you brought up Barbie. You see that it's now the top grossing film of the year mm. it beat mario On
0: planet earth
1: what world are we in that mario and, and barbie are competing? our movies yeah i, don't, I mean i think that's the, the top, bigger question like no one watched mission impossible but barbie and mario brothers
0: made all of the money be yeah. like i only want to go to the theater see good movies mario like uh, i don't know um other news, I don't know, I thought this was cool, mainly because it was re- revolving around Interview with the Vampire, but AMC struck a deal this week with um, the Screen Actors Guild and the uh, AFTRA, acronym, acronym, writers, peoples, um, for uh, getting their spinoffs of The Walking Dead, but eh, who cares about that? But more importantly, Interview with the Vampire back on track and moving again. So uh, some studios are making progress with this, which, you know, is good. Let's just hope that the rest of the studios start to um, not be such heartless pieces of capitalist shit. Uh, Speaking of which, I'll be reviewing They Live briefly again later in the show, so um, that's uh, relevant.
1: Well, speaking of people getting rid of every bit of the money that they have, did you see that Taylor Swift's movie of her concerts, The Eras Tour, which comes out in October on the 13th, it beat a AMC theaters pre-sale record
0: so easily. Well, and and also, uh, Bloomhouse's new Exorcist movie. There, you know, they have that that Friday the Thirteenth release date. They're like, ah, that's the same thing as Taylor Swift's whatever. They're like, can we count? What are we gonna do? We can't. We can't go up against this. But we're a horror movie, and everyone's like, don't mess with Taylor Swift. Did
1: they 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 think they can't go up against a concert footage movie. That's sucks
0: uh it's taylor swift though yeah
1: well it made tw- it sold 26 million dollars worth of tickets in a single day crushing the record set by spider-man no way
0: home and vince on twitch just said it also beat the force awakens pre-sale which that well, was but i mean but the hype around that though which one was that, that out was of the, the three was that the first, first one the first yeah, Force Awakens. Before yeah. everyone like everyone, thought it would be shit, but no one knew that it was shit. Yeah, because we had already gotten the prequels. Mm-hmm. We are like, ah, but this one's supposed to be a different director, so it's going to be good, right? Yeah, but the trailer was just like, Silver
1: Stormtrooper and a girl on Tatooine instead of a boy this time. Remember? And I like, do remember. Also Millennium Falcon or whatever.
0: Yeah. And Come then on.
1: it turned out. The movie was much dumber than that
0: Everybody everybody, uh, pre-sailed Just to see Millennium Falcon again Because that was everybody's favorite character from that movie Yeah, was It uh, was a pile of metal yeah. But not put a scratch on her um, uh,
1: Then I think uh, Talking Well was still streaming I guess uh, You see that a, a lot of Investors in Disney are suing Disney
0: I didn't see this Yeah no. yeah yeah Tell for uh, more.
1: lying about the losses suffered by Disney Plus, because they were told that Disney Plus would start turning a profit, and
0: um, <laughs> and we all knew that was never going to happen, and it's just not
1: f- happening. And they said that uh, former CEO Bob Chapek used certain the other tactics. Bob. Like uh, putting Disney Plus exclusives onto Disney Channel and stuff like that, so that he could claim viewership of that project and and lie about the success of certain things that were Disney Plus material uh, to the investors, and so all of them were very upset with it. And uh, so Disney's- well, the current
0: Bob is talking about like scaling back a lot of Disney Plus because mm-hmm. they're like, yeah, we're just losing losing our asses on this. And I mean, a lot of Disney. They, They, you know, they for a long time thought they were too big to fail, and I mean, yeah, they are pretty freaking too big to fail, but they're not too big to suffer losses. And you know, like the the, what the Star Wars Galaxy Motel, where they're like, we'll just make this super immersive experience, and people will pay ten thousand dollars a night, right? Oh yeah, the Galaxy
1: Tours Hotel thing, where you're on like the ship in space, but they charge you like you're actually on a ship in space. Like you mm-hmm. can take a ride on a Virgin Galactic ship to F- real space ch- ch- cheaper. for cheaper. Yeah,
0: yeah, and uh, you just won't. Maybe you will see aliens. I don't know. UFOs are real. Uh, apparently now confirmed by the government. Um, have you been to that website? What's the What's the new website? The uh, UFOs are real website. Um, what is it? The Pentagon launches a new one stop shop for uh, a- aerial phenomenon um you know come on i hadn't Ad no bloggers. i just always
1: kind of figured uh and then when they're like "Yeah, aliens are real i'm like
0: there we go cool aaro home here where's my little uh boop yeah there it is right up on the screen it's like welcome to the website for the all domain anomaly resolution office the aaro our team of experts is leading the U.S. government effort to address unidentified anomalous phenomenon, UAPs, using a rigorous scientific framework and data-driven approach, except for our website looks like it was made in 1995 with HTML frames. Look at that. Look at those frames.
1: If anything, it should teach them that, you know, they were all... I'm sure they're always afraid that the public can't handle certain things, and then they find this out, and turns out no one cares, and... Um, They should just give us the crap that they've been holding out on us. Like, you remember those interviews with Bill Gates from like more than a decade ago where he's like, oh, yeah, dude, my entire house is like touchscreen cabinet doors and like modular um, cutting board spaces and everything like this. Just give us that crap, man.
0: Yeah, that's what we want. Yeah. I mean, this is come on. What is that? What is this dot? Dot. It's an imperial probe droid. Yeah. <laughs> and then yeah, your tauntaun gets lost. It's like flying over the Seven Eleven. Yeah, that's it's just like a just a dot. My 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 Arlo home security system looks better than this crap. Like get out of here with this. Yeah,
1: these are cameras from space or whatever.
0: Pfft. You'd think space cameras would be better. All right, government is just trying to control us. Anyway, let's talk about what's coming out in theaters this weekend, and then let's talk about some movies because we, the RL wants to know. He wants to know what you thought about Equalizer. So let's talk about what's coming out in theaters this week because it's just a bunch of stuff. Um, the, the 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 new latest money grab from the Conjure verse or whatever is another tertiary side character based off of a prop from a prequel to a sequel that now has a sequel to itself uh, which is The Nun 2. So not to be mistaken with The Nun 1 which is based off of a prop from one of Conjuring 2 or 3 maybe or was it was The Nun a picture in Annabelle which was a prequel spinoff based on a prop off of The Conjuring 1 that anyway, whatever, it's fucking stupid. And um it's nineteen fifty-six France. A priest is murdered, an evil is spreading. The sequel to the worldwide smash hit following Sister Irene as she once again comes face to face with Valak, the Demon Nine. I'll just be
1: happy to get this trailer off of the movies that I go watch Why? because
0: because you get scared.
1: Yeah, dude, I I get so tired of horror movie trailers in front of all of the freaking. No, that's what I said. I, I didn't say you watch. get
0: so tired. I said you, you get so scared.
1: Yeah.
0: Okay, I just want to make sure.
1: I'm in a theater by myself, and it's dark, and there's weird noises. There's a
0: spooky lady going. Come on, Jake. Jake, can you hear me? It's me, the demon nun. Let's have a spanking. You've been a bad, naughty boy. Mm That doesn't sound like a horror movie. (laughs) It could be. I don't know. Is that what happens, Jake?
1: Man, I'm just... I don't like the trailers is all I'm saying.
0: Come on, Jake. I don't either, to be honest.
1: Yeah, I get so over it. Like, I'm going to the theater to watch a comedy and they're like... Yeah, comedy. Dogs biting dicks off or blue beetle boys getting their their boners poking into Brazilian girls. And then that's what happened in those movies. Oh, and then before you get to see like Blue Beetle boners or like dogs biting dicks off, you have to watch nuns jump scaring you for hey, no Jake, reason.
0: Come come into this confessional booth and give me a little bit of prayer time. Yeah. That's what's gonna happen. Uh, Night, Alice said. I did enjoy. I think it was Warrior Nun. Uh, Warrior Nun's different. Warrior Nun's not like the spooky conjuring. I mean, the thing the thing that pisses me off is like I'm not against horror movies. You know me. Um, I'm not a huge. I'm not a big lover of horror movies either. I like spooky movies, sure. Um, but this kind of genre of horror, I really don't like because it's it's they're just churning these things out. For for a, um, a minimal budget, knowing that people are going to go, oh, I just want to go get spooked a little bit, and then they'll go and they'll watch this movie, and they don't care what's going on in the movie as long as they jump get jump scared once. Like it's 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 more of a a ride than a movie, and uh, they know that it's going to make a bunch of money, and they're going to keep making them. So um, yeah, also coming out in the theaters this week, My Big Fat Greek Wedding three because um, that's a thing that we all really needed. Um, and it's, uh, after traveling to Greece for a family reunion, a woman attempting to locate her deceased father's childhood friends and hijinks ensue. So, getting the gang back together, uh, a little, a little fat Greek wedding, part three, um, even though it probably has nothing to do with a wedding, I, I guess, it's just, you gotta keep the brand strong, so, uh, there you go, that's coming out this week, uh, also coming out this week, is um, Aristotle and Dante discover the secrets of the universe, which is... like one of the I can't I don't think it's Sony Pictures Classics, but it's gonna be in kind of expanded release. It's based on a book by Benjamin Allaire Sanez. It's set in 1987, at El Paso. It's the tale of two teenage Mexican American loners as they explore their friendship and the difficulty, uh, the difficult road to self discovery. So uh, that's coming out. Uh, I've heard good things about this one. It probably won't come out in a theater near you. It'll be probably limited release, maybe light expanded. But you can check that out. And then also coming out um, is, uh, it, and, and it probably will not be in wide release either. It'll be uh, either direct to streaming or at limited. It's called My Animal from uh, director Jacqueline Costell. It is uh, another about a tormented figure skater. <coughs> and there's, uh, they're like a kind of reminds the trailer reminds me of like Cat People. If you ever saw that one, it has a really good score with. Um, Giorgio Moroder and, like, David Bowie. And it's like, See these eyes red. It's, like, really, really good. Dude, um, Cat People's a good song. Oh, uh, it is. Put fire with gasoline. Like, it's so good. And it's a pretty decent movie, too. Moroder helped Bowie with that song? Yeah, he did. That's why it's a banger. It is so good. Um, but, anyway, the, the trailer looks pretty interesting. And it's got... Um, uh, Amanda Stenberg, uh, you may remember her from the Sabrina the Teenage Witch series and all that other stuff. So, uh, one of those up-and-comers that I talk about. But that's really all that's coming out in theaters this week. Not a whole lot of of big stuff. Um, we've we've got another week or so before uh, Haunting in Venice. Comes out, which I'm looking forward to because that's more Agatha Christie. You know, I don't know
1: uh, if I want to watch it or not. Because is it creepy or is it Poirot? No, it's Poirot.
0: But the trailer looks creepy. Yeah, I agree. The trailer. Is they're creepy. trying to well, because here's what I think they're trying to do. They're trying to capitalize on the people that see movies like The Nun and go, I won't go get spooked out well, and yeah. jump scared. The, and then the whole trailer has like jump scares, but stuff the, in it. but but no actual jump scares. So I feel like because Kenneth Braun is the kind of dude. That's like I'm gonna sell him a movie about a superhero from uh a, a, from Mount Olympus, but then I'm really gonna make a movie about tragic dad loss. And then they're like, the first Thor sucks, and it's Kenneth Branagh, and he's like doing Shakespeare, and uh, because he directed like the first Thor. And Kenneth Branagh, I think this is gonna be the biggest bait and switch. In Hercule Poirot, like history ever. I've liked his Poirot movies. His so Poirot far. movies are fun, except for they can't use figure out how to use a f- fucking non LED light bulb. Um, don't get me started on that. But uh, yeah, I think it's gonna be really good. Michelle Yeoh's in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, You're gonna Brana's in it. Tina Fey is in it. Uh, you, you know, you've just got you've got a cast here, and I think it's gonna be I think it's gonna be fun. I mean, it's Poirot. Hercule Poirot.
1: Yeah, but I don't. If it's creepy, that will be very the, upset.
0: Well, because you know it's Hercule. There's no. There's never any supernatural. It's always a whodunit. Yeah, but the trailer shows like real ghosts. Yeah, because they're going to try and sell it to the people who go. What are we going to see now? I saw the nun and it was super scared. Let's go get scared. And then they'll go see this and go. Why is everybody talking like a European fancy boy? I don't it's even like, like this. Poirot, Scooby Doo. Oh my God! Yes. Dude, scoobad, dude. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be so good. I can't wait. I I I really like um, these Poirot movies. I love I, I love a good whodunit. They're so cheesy. And
1: Death on the Nile had some super cheese in it for sure, but it was fun.
0: It was fun. Murder on Orient Express was quite good. And I did not expect that movie to be as good as it is because you know uh, it's been done before. But Kenneth Branagh loves this stuff, and he he does a good, um, uh, he does it justice, I think. So, mm. and I mean, it's Agatha Christie. Like, how spooky is it gonna be? Like, someone's gonna die, and you know it's because they're gonna die like in the first five seconds. Mm. And they're like mystery, who did it? You know, and it's gonna be like the first, the second character that you meet in the in the thing. You know, and then at the end there's gonna be this whole reveal where Poirot knew the whole time and he was playing you out, and, uh, and you're gonna be yeah, Poirot's so cool, and yeah. They are cozy mysteries, as Vince on Twitch said. Very cozy. It's why I like the um, the the Lupin series that hit Netflix is because you know Lupin's gonna get away, you know he's gonna get the jewels, you know it's and 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 he, yeah he's the bad guy, but it's the caper that's fun. Hmm. Did you watch the Lupin? No. Nah. Oh, it's French. Watch it in original French language. I've
1: read the Monkey Punch, Lupin the Third. Oh, they're so good. Lupin is so good. I don't want to sit around and listen to French.
0: Oh, but it's so, I mean, but it's Lupin. Hmm. He's French, dude. Hmm. You sit around and watch it in Japanese. Yeah, I don't like European
1: languages. <laughs> the, yeah, yeah, like that one? Movies in Euro languages are gross, and I hate them. It's a little racist.
0: It's not. What 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 problem do you have with other people's languages? Jake?
1: They're gross, and I don't like them. <laughs> they're gross. Yeah, they're mouthfuls, and they're nasty, and I just don't like it.
0: But France is the language. Exactly. Of love. That's
1: exactly it. Yeah. But you like, like American. You like show your seals. Show your seals. As much as I like Jean Reno, I don't want to sit and watch like a whole French movie. Mm. I watched Pink Panther about, in all of its, it's incarnations. So but
0: what about the professional? Yeah. Leon?
1: He doesn't, it's not in French. Yeah, but he
0: talks like this. Yeah. You know, you know he has that. That's this. how Jean
1: Renault talks. Yeah, because Jean Reno's
0: a badass. Yeah. He's yeah. so cool.
1: Yeah, but the director of that, what's his name, old Fifth Element
0: guy? Oh, we were, I was just talking about it, Luc Besson.
1: Yeah, Besson, he's a creep, man. The Professional is based on his real-life uh, desire to touch, uh, Child women, little girls and stuff. He's a creep. He's a French creep. I don't want to watch that.
0: Sacre bleu. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I, I like French movies. I'm sorry. I think they're fun. Um, Man Bites Dog is a really great old classic French movie that I really enjoy. If you've Isn't never... that genre now? No, Man Bites Dog is a, it's a black and white mockumentary. It's about a documentary crew that's going around like interviewing this uh, hitman and uh he's like an assassin they're trying to do a documentary on like the life of an assassin and it's like it's just like an artsy fartsy like french film and um it's 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 really good uh vince said he saw it in the 90s uh yeah it's it's quite good it's Hmm. you know um and you know it's supposed to be like found footage like uh before that whole thing became a genre or whatever but okay well that's the news that's what's coming out in theaters let's talk about equalizer three because the person that asked oh we're doing that first well, what else are we gonna do? I thought we'd do one piece
1: first. Well, no, because we,
0: the guy the guy that was wanting to, he I just like okay. give the people yeah. what they want. All
1: right, let's talk about equalizer three. Let's give it to him. Let's them. do it. Let's do it. The third in the You've series. Got five minutes. That's fine, I can do it actually. <laughs> how many There's, minutes does he give him? He only gives them seconds. Okay, you have four hundred and
0: twenty seconds.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um Equalizer three, third in the series. It's the end of the uh the franchise, right? Um uh, Antoine Fuqua. Uh, well, the first Genzel one was Washington.
0: 2014 to now. Mm. Yeah, that's when the first one was. Yeah, uh,
1: it, there's honestly there's not a lot that happens in this movie, but
0: it's perfect. But it, it's still it's still Antoine Fuqua. Yes, and it, he's great. Yeah, as a director,
1: everything about it is good and true to the character. And even though it's not it's not like some super action movie, it's not just like guns blazing all over the place. There's not like a final showdown. It was
0: like seventy.
1: Yeah, you. It's a very quiet movie, and everything is slow and dramatically paced, and and well thought out. And it's not like things just jump out of nowhere or happen out of out of sequence. Everything is just the way it should be. How is Dakota Fanning though? She's barely in it, man. It doesn't matter.
0: Cause like my frame of reference with Dakota Fanning, Man
1: on Fire with Denzel Washington, badass movie.
0: Yeah, well, what, yeah, I mean, it wasn't that. It was, it, I mean, like, Secret Life of Bees is, like, more where I go. So,
1: it, the movie opens up, he's already destroyed this, like, Italian mafia headquarters, right? Like, this, like, vineyard of this mafia, and the leader of this mafia is coming in, and because he's been called, and he walks down all the, the stairs to get into the basement of this vineyard, past all the bodies that uh denzel washington's left there and he's like well how come these two guys guarding you are still alive and he's like oh that's because i was waiting on you you know and he's like you took something and i want it back because that's like his thing that's what he does he's the equalizer and he was like oh well you're not going to get it we're just going to kill you because you're dumb it's like five feet that direction you screwed up and he goes okay i'm going to give you nine seconds and that's how long you have to decide the fate of your life and the dude's just like, what? And he's like, I'm gonna kill that dude, this dude. That guy's gonna do this, and then I'm gonna shoot you. And he's like, yeah, right. And then it happens which Very, instantly. Which
0: is very, like, Jack Reacher-esque, too. Yeah. It's like, characters like that that are like, this is what I'm gonna do, and, like, you have a choice now. And everyone's like, no way!
1: Yeah, just, it opens up with, like, the, the precise brutality and uh, amazing skill of um, McCall, right? Robert McCall, Denzel Washington, being super badass, he drops his guard for a second. He gets injured right at the very end. And then he ends up in this like small town Italy. Old. Maybe. Because uh, he's kind of over it. Yeah. But he ends up in small town Italy. And, and he heals. And he meets all these people. And everyone kind of treats him as one of I them. I want to
0: go like become a small town Italy well, like, gotta guy. Well, you got to be like a
1: super badass CIA guy. Maybe I am. Uh, but then, of course, more mafia stuff shows up. And he, he's like, I'm going to protect this town. And he does. And... The, it, like I said, it's super slow paced. It's just about him acclimating to this town and being like, this is this is where I belong. This is where I want to be.
0: These are my people. These are my people. Does he do yeah. this? <laughs>
1: uh, he doesn't do Italian hands, but there's a couple of instances. <laughs> there's some um, Italian hands. Yeah, yeah, They're yeah. They're
0: throwing Italian hands. Yeah. Come on, come on.
1: It's a badass movie, man. I had a really good time. It's, uh, like, it's super slow paced. It's very dramatic paced. And at the very end you have him versus like
0: the bad guys. There's
1: two bad guys in it. Right. And the first bad guy, he's just like, don't do that because I don't, I don't want to do this. So just go somewhere else. And the guy's like, Forget you, bro. And then, like ten seconds later, is like, let's kill that guy. And then Denzel Washington just comes out of the shadows. and It's like murder, you're dead. And like that's the end of it. And he's like, it's over. And then that guy's brother is like, well, spoiler alert. Nah, dude, it's not really a spoiler because I mean, you get two. Well, you know he's gonna win, right? You know was... he's gonna win. Uh, and and then the last bit of it, you think it's gonna be a showdown. It has all this buildup of showdown with like that guy's older brother, who's like the head of the mafia. No, Denzel Washington just shows up at that guy's house. And uh, just the most like badass like ninja. Denzel stuff. Washington
0: does ninja stuff. Yeah,
1: and it's sick. I had a a really good time uh, in this movie, even though it's it's super slow paced. It's very dramatic. It's high entertainment. It's a good time. Uh, I think it's, I, you it's know, perfect for the character.
0: There's a there's a there's a point where these movies where these guys like Liam Neeson and Denzel Washington have a set of skills. Like at a certain point, I think those set of skills are like staying regular and using a walker and no, eating your man, vitamins no, on time. No, not at all. This like
1: this movie stays true to its character and and it's good for the franchise and I okay. like the way they did it. Okay. instead of having Something like a big John Wick showdown where everyone's getting shot. And someone and all falls stuff.
0: down 76,000 <laughs> yeah. flights of stairs.
1: Like, you know, the whole movie and, and the whole thing about this character is like, he's a badass, right? Like, that's his whole thing is like, he kills people. He gets the job done. He's efficient. He is as efficient as possible. And it sets this character up for the three movies. And you finally get to see him at like, just retiring. Being peak efficiency. How and, is he peak, though? Well, because he doesn't let anyone hurt him. Okay. Is the whole thing. It, it's very good. I had a good time with it.
0: Definitely worth going and watching. Says the guy that refuses to watch it Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles.
1: Well, there was real ninja stuff in this movie.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I believe the cartoon animated ninja stuff before I believe Denzel Washington ninja stuff.
1: Dude, throwing shurikens and yelling cowbunga ain't ninja, bro
0: well neither coming out of the shadows neither is like, going to your trailer and have taken your heart meds whatever dude you like the last two right i mean i'm sure i like this one but i'm just saying you're you're not i'm st- i'm just i'm just pissed you're not seeing ninja Turtles, i liked man.
1: everything about this movie it was it was good it was very well done i liked it
0: okay Okay. What if it had superstar Rajni in it instead of Denzel? Oh Tenza? my
1: God! It would have been so good.
0: <sighs> Next up on the drive-in speaker box, there is a
1: movie like that. It's called Peta. It's on like Netflix and Amazon. Watch it. It's super badass. It takes place at a school instead. Yeah, Peta is kind of yeah. fun. Peta it's pretty rules. P E T T A. Pretty yeah. ridiculous. Watch it in Tamil. That's its original language. It's very good.
0: Always watch anything in its original language. Just do it, please. I mean... Well,
1: but you can't find Chinese movies in their original language, like old Jackie Chan stuff. Yeah, I mean... It, the it, Chinese audio track doesn't exist. Well, I'm
0: just saying if it's available, if it's yeah. if it's an option, mm-hmm. you know, just always make a point to watch it in the original language. It Except is,
1: for French. <laughs> Listen to that shit
0: duffed. <laughs> but it's so much better. It's so much better in French. <laughs> yeah, au revoir with this. <laughs> uh no. French is the
1: is 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 a good language. It, uh, anyhow, Equalizer did a good job of closing out the uh, the he just series. Loves,
0: he loves fromage. And it in and his it upheld movies. the fromage. cinema fromage. Cheesy movies.
1: Yeah, but you know like. Dexter when Dexter learns French. But all he learns is omelette du fromage, but it scores him uh, all the babes. Omelette du fromage. Yeah, I'm like, oh, Dexter, <laughs> say it again. Omelette du fromage. fromage. Yeah. That
0: was a really good episode of Dexter's Laboratory. Because <laughs> his uh, tape just <laughs> skipped.
1: Omelette du fromage. Dog, I'm going to tell you something, true story about the childhood of mine. About men. trying to
0: speak French to girls? <laughs> <laughs> okay.
1: Yeah, I was like, dang, that works. And I walked up to like every girl and I was like, omelette du fromage. fromage turns so that's out why you don't
0: like rich. yeah because it didn't work <laughs> they were like what that you could be. About? yeah i was like
1: stupid french doesn't even work
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: yeah oh shit uh okay well uh speaking of other foreign language movies let's let's jump on this one piece shall we there's nothing um,
1: foreign language about this one
0: i know but it's based off of a very well known manga, a very oh. well known anime, the
1: world's most successful media franchise to have ever been ever.
0: Yeah, and now they're turning it into a live action um Netflix show uh, that that is is. I mean, the the creators of One Piece are involved in the production.
1: Of the There's Netflix one channel. creator one. of One Piece, Eiichiro Oda or Oda Eiichiro. And he had to tell them multiple times to reshoot and do different scenes, and they went through it about six different times, and this is just what they ended up with.
0: So, as a person who doesn't absolutely worship everything that is One Piece... Um, I, you know, went into this kind of blind and was like, okay, I don't know a lot of these characters. I will do research as I go along. And I will say, from an outsider standpoint, that some of the casting was pretty good. Like, I thought that Usopp looked very, very much like the person that I Googled to, to see what Usopp looked like. I thought that... Um, Usopp looked like Yasop. He did not look like Usopp continue okay uh, well he looked like a sop he looked of the sop lineage and uh, I the, the guy that was ro- uh, Roronoa Zoa or Zoro Zoro is like the one he was pretty cool yes Zoro looks
1: sounds acts yeah. like Zoro Zoro is the one spot where they nail Zoro and Zeph Zoro and Zeph I they also did very well
0: the annoying uh son of the the axe hand Helmepo. Because I don't know the character at all. And from what I Googled and what I know about anime, like, butt jokes, character types that are like this, I thought his casting was okay, even though I hate his character. Um, but I'm like, he, he embodies what I would think of one of those, like, annoying Helmeppo's a doucher. Is his whole yeah, character? He's a total doucher.
1: Until he gets trained by Garp. Him and Kobe get trained by Garp, and they become like. Oh, du- they both become things? Yeah, they both become some of the like. So does Kobe stay a marine? Yes. Yeah. Kobe and and Helmepo become super marines, and they're. But like- are they good guy marines? Yes, absolutely. Okay. And they're some of the baddest ass marines that there are because they were trained directly by Garp.
0: Garp was the guy playing Go, right? Yes. Okay.
1: So the whole thing is, you don't get to see Kobe and Helmeppo after you first are introduced to them until after they're trained by Garp when they reunite with Luffy at Water Seven on the Grand Line. Unlike in this show, where you see Kobe and Meppo very quickly every fucking episode.
0: So, and and this is where I get my my personal apprehensions to this show is sometimes there are things that exist in an animated world that are so fantastical and so crazy that when you try to translate them to live action, it's just stupid. And... Yeah. You know, uh, some like shouting out your finishing moves like the gum gum uh, the gum gum things well, and, and the they chop chop things. they and did the,
1: that thing of they said it was
0: stupid out loud so that you couldn't. but it's still it's still stupid. It's still stupid. Um the character that they that they or, they the, approached it incorrectly. The actor that they got to play Luffy, he looks the part, yes. And I don't, I don't have enough frame of reference to see how just like optimistically stupid this character is all the More. time.
1: That's the whole thing. Luffy is stupid. He's always hungry. Okay. He's the dumbest rock. Well, then maybe in the he world. nailed this character. No, he okay. wasn't
0: enough. He wasn't stupid enough. No. Oh God. He was too serious too often. Okay, because I, I was just like, this guy is a ding dong. Um, I thought that Nami was pretty cool. It wasn't heavy-handed, like, look, I'm a girl in a world of pirates. And, you know, which I expected out of Netflix at this point. I think she just fit right in and was, like, playing her character. And when they try to inject things like, what was this, Buggy the Clown and like all these characters that are just so fantastical and I, I can imagine what they'd look like in an anime setting mm-hmm. and seeing them on this was very jarring to me. Like a guy that can be sliced into tiny bits but then comes and fits back together and his bits are all flying around and he has a big fake clown like This is a no, thing that I don't want to see show, in real life. That's his real nose. They have it where it's like... It's his actual yeah, nose. It's his nose, yeah. Uh, it's very anime, weird don't to watch. really get to know so the the I want to know what you thought because to me it was difficult to watch, but it I didn't is, hate it it
1: is very difficult to watch. I absolutely hated it uh, my brother that loves one piece couldn't even get through the first thirty minutes and I struggled i'm I've I struggled to get through it
0: I fell asleep I tried to
1: watch it again I had to turn it off and I came back to it later
0: um but apparently the, it's doing well. People are enjoying it, and it had and it, no. the production value, I will say. Is it
1: doing well? Yes. Are people enjoying it? Not necessarily. Just because it's number one. Okay. Because people have morbid curiosity. Like, I watched all eight episodes so that I could come here and fucking talk about this dumb, stupid show. I thought
0: Shanks was cool.
1: Shanks wasn't cool enough. Okay but he wasn't bad but you also have a thousand
0: episodes of reference exactly
1: to- and in the first 3 minutes of this show they get something that they've had seen over a thousand times wrong they get everything about gold d roger wrong they get his speech wrong and guess what you hear at the beginning of more than 1000 fucking episodes and and numerous movies The speech given by Goldie Roger, and they get it wrong, and they put Garp there for some reason, and they had Garp treat Roger like shit. Garp and Roger are best friends. Garp took Roger's son and protected him from the world government because they are best friends. They fought alongside each other and kept each other alive against worse pirates than Roger because he's a good guy. And they had Garp treat Roger like shit and oversee his fucking execution. Well, no. And so I read... Fucking
0: no. I read also that this anime is... Or this show is derailing a lot because the character... So insanely much. What was the goat goat person? Um, Mary. Mary. Yeah, they fucking merc Mary. He was in it for like five seconds and he's dead. Yeah. And and then I... Because I looked him up and I was like, oh, he's in a lot of episodes of this... But more than more than thirty seconds of one well, episode. Yes, Mary lives, and, and the boat's named after him.
1: Yeah, there's a lot of brutal murders in this show, and people just get cut in half, and they're dead forever. Is that not in the show? No, okay. no, it's a it's a shonen man. It's one of those things where, no matter how terrible the enemy and stuff, almost everyone lives. Well, there's get, a lot of dead people. They'll get this. grave injuries but they live through it because the whole thing the the thing in shonen that's worse than death is losing your pride it's, or having your dream ruined, right? Not
0: getting a girl kissing you
1: right and they and they they force that in the show a lot is that it's all based on dreams everyone has their dreams but they don't do enough with it you get little tidbits of of what Zoro's dream or sanji's dream or whatever is but there's no motivation and there's no character development and you don't get anything that makes it where people like these characters or there's some character to them in fact none of the people join his crew until the final fucking episode and even then they don't really actually join his crew they just say yeah we're sailing together now Zorro is his first crewmate It's the first one that joins because Luffy protects him he stops the firing squad that was going to kill Zoro from Axehan Morgan but instead they have Zoro had him cut him down and be continue like, to be like oh I'm not part of your crew I'm not part of your crew so when you don't have the most loyal person on his crew as the first person that joins it and is actually part of the crew you don't have anything about Zoro's buddies of fighting the fishman you don't have Zoro with his scar from uh, Hawkeyes open up while he's fighting Hachi because there's no Hachi and you don't have well
0: yet there's only eight episodes
1: we don't know but there's certain battles that are character defining. There's fights and there's scenes. You have Mihawk kill Don Krieg before he can show up to Baratie. So the whole point of Sanji is null and gone. And there's no reason for Sanji to be a part of their crew. Sanji just joins. He goes, oh, I want to sail, I guess. And and Zef goes, yeah, you should do it. And he goes, cool, I'm out. And there's no character there. Sanji doesn't Feed the dying member of, of Don Krieg's crew just to be attacked by that same person, but still feed them because that's something that has to be done to keep people alive. You don't have Luffy defeating Don Krieg. You don't have Zoro after the battle fighting Mihawk. And but then, is this all stuff that
0: you've seen in like 1,500 episodes? No, these are things that you see at the beginning. Of the show? These are character-defining moments of the show. So that what they, happens for the other 1,000 episodes?
1: Everything after this, this is there's it, more. This is at the very beginning. This is before they ever reach Logetown. This is before they ever hit the Grand Line. This is before they ever get Chopper and Brooke. I feel and like Frankie. Do they get to the Grand Line in the end of the series? I have No, a, they okay. didn't even get to Logetown. The teaser at the end of the series is Smoker burning Luffy's wanted poster waiting on them at Logetown. I don't think he liked it.
0: Yeah. Um, it's, <laughs> Velvet it's, Santa it's, is asking on Twitch, he goes, Did you like it?
1: It's utter fucking garbage. It's trash. Zoro and Zeph are the only good parts about it. Zoro is But they cool. don't give Zoro his proper background and they don't give him his character building because without him fighting unwinnable battles and still succeeding and proving that he can do it despite grave injuries, he's not Zoro. He's just some doucher with a sword. And Sanji not fighting for anyone. Except for just showing up and cooking a meal. Nami's sister hating her and her not having the 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 fucking strength I haven't to even seen fight Sanji for her village. Yet.
0: Like I haven't gotten that far. It, it's I don't know what a Sanji is yet. He's the cook. He's the fucking cook. It's I'm gonna ice myself. It sucks. <laughs> it's it's garbage.
1: And then you have you have Garp. Luffy's grandfather, Garp, Vice Admiral of the Navy.
0: Wait, that's Luffy's grandfather? Yeah. You find that out, like, early? Yeah,
1: you find that. In the live action, you find it out right away. You don't find it out until... I didn't find
0: it. I'm on episode three.
1: You should... No, they already talked about it by then.
0: Luffy Garp, who's like, I need the uh, the straw hat pirate. And mm-hmm. no, he... No, he didn't say anything about that. Yeah, yeah, they mention it early on. Oh, I guess I missed it. Uh Oh, well.
1: But you don't find that out until they're at water seven after they've gotten Frankie and everyone with them well into the grand line and they just give it away right now at the very beginning and Kobe and Helmeppo being throughout the whole series garbage. They're supposed to be shitty dudes that have to train to become better and they become better under Garp and they're like Garp's personal boys. Also, this isn't me like being some sort of shitbag to be called out on in fucking twenty twenty three, but the the person that they cast as Kobe is a trans person, and so Kobe's not. gonna I didn't be, even notice. Kobe's not going to be able to undergo his fucking transformation into like super beef. No need for my glasses. I am here to kick ass, Kobe, because it, it's physically not possible.
0: Mm. They're going to well, have to
1: recast Kobe. We'll see how that plays. It shakes out. Uh, it was the 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 battles are short and uninspired luffy does nothing there's no he reason he stretches
0: sometimes
1: but why is he the leader why do they follow him they don't give any reason for that nami and zoro hate him at the beginning and for some reason they just flip and they're like, yeah, I guess I like this guy, this but there's true. no reason. He doesn't display any leadership. Well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna finish it. Anything. I'm
0: gonna finish it and check and, and figure out. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna watch. Maybe I'll start watching actual old school One Piece. I don't know. Do it, man. Netflix added a whole bunch of new animated Be- stuff because they it's you probably know, because yeah.
1: of this. Um, and you can get the shortened versions of them. They
0: ooh, short. Sure. Do they have like OVAs? Yeah, they do
1: movie versions of the Hell yeah. like, series art. Sign stuff. me up.
0: But actually, the the original part of the series goes very quick, and it's very... So I'm really into pirates, and that's the one thing about this show that I really did actually like, is some of the, the, like, the naval battles in the first scene. Like, they they did some good set pieces, and and they did the rope swinging and the ocean shit.
1: Oh, and and that was, yeah, they had Alveda lead her charge, which is very uncharacteristic of her... Everything of that. It's her. fun to
0: watch because I love I that, that's a that's an era of movie making that they don't do anymore. It died with the first Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah. And you don't you know.
1: even get one piece music until the fourth
0: episode. Ah bummer. Well, anyway, it's out on Netflix. I've still got one more thing to talk about. Um I, Jake hates it, clearly. I absolutely hate it. And the yeah. only the
1: only reason you can understand or make it through the show is if you've already watched a bunch of one piece w- without one without real one piece as reference this show is kind of it's very difficult I was googling stuff left and right yeah and there's like, lots of gaps
0: just and snails that they stick in their ears and all kinds oh, of oh that's
1: shit. something they invented for this show um, the the earpiece din din mushi that's not real they they have a pocket mushi yeah electric snail or electric bug they have pocket din din mushi. But the, the in your ear din, din mushi thing. Do, well,
0: din, din mushi was not a thing that was in they my never, vernacular. Yeah, until they never um, name so. it. Anyway, well, all right. Well, I've got five minutes to talk about They Live. Um, they Live is, uh, if you're not familiar with this movie, it's a 1988 John Carpenter classic, one of his uh, more sleeper hits. I think I have a, maybe somewhere up here um, in the uh, upper cam. I can't, uh, nope, it's not there right now. But uh, They Live famous but not famous i feel like it never got its true accolades because of its best part which is roddy piper and roddy roddy piper uh rowdy roddy piper um best known to most people um and an american wrestler um but
1: well actually rowdy roddy piper's canadian
0: or well he was a canadian that was famous in american wrestling and he um, was the lead in this this movie where he tried to play a character very similar to a lot of John Carpenter characters. Say, let's take Kurt Russell, for example, who nailed this sort of thing. But Roddy Piper brought a sort of B-level, slocky sh- stick to this movie that I think was one of those reasons that it never really got major famous but it has always stayed cult famous because the message of this movie is more pertinent than it ever has been ever and one of the things that I really uh that was shocking to me about watching this movie is I didn't realize are you familiar with they live yeah so yeah. what I didn't realize sure am. so if you've never watched they live it's about um it's it's about us we're we're in in you know America but this is in the 80s and this this guy he's down on his luck he's trying to find work he's out of work working odd jobs trying to get his life together working in a place where you may have been evicted from your house cuz rents are going up they're putting
1: stay in the hobo camp the hobo
0: camp the middle middle class is shrinking there the that's the rich versus the poor and um, they're aliens on planet Earth that are here controlling all the wealth and enticing other Earthlings to sort of, you can be rich if you just help us like keep down the working class and the poor people, accumulate the wealth, serve us. And uh, this group of this, this sort of rebellion group figures out a way to see through their stuff. And it's like Obey, which is a very famous clothing brand now is based off of this movie um, where he, he wears the glasses and he can see everything that's just like consume you know get married and 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 you know have children and sleep and don't ask questions and buy your products and watch tv and be a brainless slave to you know capitalism and he gets to see and tries to like fight against it right and you got the the amazing amazing keith david who carries this movie on his two very capable humongous shoulders um Keith David never got the stardom he truly deserved. He was always a supporting character, but always an amazing character. If you don't know Keith David, do you know your, his voice? You know his voice. like he is the coolest. but uh it's it's Roddy Piper and Keith David kicking ass through the city of Cleveland, trying to defeat these aliens that are hellbent on um is you that know where it takes place. It's in Cleveland, yeah. And one of the things that I thought was really interesting, why I don't understand why they've never made a sequel to this, is because in the banquet scene, where they kind of break in to, you know, they use the watch to go to the the banquet scene, and and the aliens are talking to all the humans that they've managed to, you know, persuade with money, uh, it said... By 2025, we will have uh, accomplished world greed domination. There will be no more governments. We'll all be under our control, ruled by greed that's like in two years, barely. And I'm like, Oh my God. Oh my God. And you look at like TikTok, and you look at the way that we're all mesmerized by our phones and we're more consumeristic than we ever have. I'm like, why have they not made a sequel to this? We have two years to do it. And they could like make the movie. That's like one year away from the alien apocalypse, total domination. And they've got us all brainwashed with TikTok and shit. Like, and we have, I don't know, another wrestler like the rock or, or, uh, John Cena or somebody that's like the main guy. And, uh, Like, come on, where are my people? I'm willing to this into existence. We have to have a they live sequel and it needs to happen now because it didn't it wouldn't have to be a remake. That's the brilliant part. It wouldn't have to be a remake. It could just be No, it'd be a sequel.
1: It would also have to include a seven and a half minute nuts getting neat inside about
0: <laughs> like fight scene in the alleyway. So, I I will say um so Al says that the at the in 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 his comment on Twitch. He says, "Well, the aliens get exposed at the end, right? As far as we know, it's only in Cleveland." You know, and if we watched Men in Black, we know that aliens can come in and zap 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 us and clean up crew, and that could have been just a very quick isolated incident in Cleveland. Uh they could have just nuked Cleveland. I don't know. They're aliens. They control all the world's wealth. They, dude, I could write a sequel to this in five seconds. Like, this needs to happen. Um, I, I, I think this would be really, really good. Um, uh, but going back to what you were, you were saying this fight scene between Keith David and Roddy Piper. You, you, you could tell it was like Roddy Piper was like, I'll be in this movie. As long as we can have one gratuitous wrestling scene.
1: Actually, when Roddy Piper was approached to be in the movie, he did have a few requests about what it would be. And that was that, yeah, he got to do his own stunts and that he got to come up with some of his own lines, which included the very famous, and used by everyone, whether you saw the movie or not, I'm here to kick ass and chew bubblegum. And I'm all, and out, I'm of all out of bubblegum.
0: Bubble gum. Yeah. And, there, and then was, there's like the... What was the? There was one about the, something being in heat. Um, I don't know. Roddy was, Piper wrote a
1: lot of his own
0: lines. And a lot of them were pretty bad, but the bubblegum line was was pretty fun. But that that fight scene in the alley. I mean, it's like five minutes long. It's like no, it's, it's like
1: seven or eight minutes long. Yeah. But, but the, put on it, the glasses.
0: Put on the glasses. But the thing is, is there's a scene in. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna get art nerd here real quick. I think it's a ghost story where, <clears throat> um, I think it's Rooney Mara who plays this character. She eats a pie. It's like a nine-minute long scene where she's grieving and eats this pie. Yeah, and uh, it goes on so long to where like it's she's eating pie and then it goes on and you're like, this is the stupidest scene I've ever seen. Can we finish with this pie? Okay, she's eating the pie and then. It goes so long and becomes so real that you're back in it again and it becomes like this very visceral scene where you just sort of join in. And that's kind of what this fight scene does. Like the first two minutes of this fight scene, you're like, oh, man. And then they're like, oh, it's over. But then it keeps going and then it keeps going and. And then it keeps going and then Keith David like totally flying knee jabs Roddy Roddy Piper's nutsack like a hundred times next to this dumpster and you're like what is happening and they beat the ever living shit out of each other and then you're just like this is like two dudes that would never give up and then you become really invested in it. And, but then um, he finally puts on the glasses. He finally puts on the glasses. But anyway, they live. Like, if you've never seen this movie, there is some just fantastic, fantastic uh, camera work done by John Carpenter. The black and white scenes of the aliens are absolutely, like, frameable. They are just some brilliant movie making. And this is one of his movies that, that everybody that's a horror fam knows they live. But they don't. Like, Like, Halloween literally everybody knows Michael Myers. Not a lot of people know they live. And this is a movie that I think the message that makes this movie scary is way scarier than anything like The Fog or The Thing or, or, or Halloween. But because of some of the B-movie schlockiness like Roddy Roddy Piper, like the bubblegum shit, it, it, it lives in a world of camp when it's one of his smartest movies that he ever did. Um, and I think more people need to see this movie cause it's just, it's, it's, it's just a really, 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 really well done. Uh, it's science fiction is what it is. It's not horror. I wouldn't classify this as horror at all. It's definitely science fiction, uh, before horror. But anyway, um, Oh, Al, Al Topich on, on, on Twitch. He just said, the world's a bitch and she's back in heat. So yeah, that's an, and then Vince, Vince said that one. Um, yeah, it's it's some cheesy lines. Uh, Vince asks, did they add anything to the theatrical release? No, they didn't. It was just well, there was a clip of John Carpenter at the beginning going, "Hey, thanks for coming out to our 35th anniversary of, you know, they live," and he goes, "The message of this movie is more important than it ever has been, and uh, enjoy," and that was that was pretty much it. Uh, Al says Piper made two great movies. They live and Hell comes to Frogtown., uh, Hell comes to Frogtown is also a fun watch. Like if you've never seen that one, it is uh, it's it's watchable. It's definitely worth watching. So anyway, they live there's I think there's a Wednesday show still right now. Uh, if, you, if you get fathom events in your town, there is a Wednesday showing. So I know there's one here and there's probably one in your town if they do fathom events. highly recommend you go see this. Especially if you've never seen it. Even if you have seen it. it's You probably only watch it on like TBS or something. So um, great to see it in the theaters. <clears throat> so there we go. Let's talk about the box office. It's that time. So let's... Uh, Let's go through the box office roundup. We're, I'm not, I'm not going to do the holiday weekend. It is a Labor Day weekend. They're, they are going to release another box office weekend totals uh, tomorrow, but we're not through that yet because the 9 o'clock shows are still going. So we're going to give you the box office roundup through the 1st through the 3rd of September. And Jake's going to give you the top 10 movies in America right now. Uh, we only like to mainly focus on domestic numbers. For reasons that i tell you every single week because that's what they use to uh green light shit so um do you want to start with uh, number 10 jake
1: yeah let's, let's do it. it all right uh coming in at number 10 holding at the number 10 spot, and it's six week out from a24 tuck to me 1.76 million dollars Bringing its domestic total up to 44. That's one that you talked about here on the show.
0: It's all right.
1: And then in its third week out, Strays, at number nine, $2.5 million. 20.7 is its domestic take
0: so far. A lot less money than I think they thought this was going to make. My mom absolutely loved this movie because mm-hmm. she loves like raunchy drug comms, especially if dogs are eating dicks off.
1: Which they do, apparently. They do. Uh, and then in its fifth week out already, coming in at number eight, the Meg, the tr- Meg 2, The Trench, 2.8 million, brought in 78.1 uh, at the U.S., but it's brought in 376.5 across the world. So it's not, not so bad. Uh, and then somehow in the top 10 at number seven, Bottoms three million dollars uh this past week and it's two weeks 3.7 in the u.s so far uh and then coming in in it at number six available on streaming watch at home we'll see how it goes with that i'm gonna watch it again just to spite you (laughs) spend 20 bucks i don't give a shit Uh, oh you have to rent it yeah dude uh tmnt mutant mayhem 4.6 million dollars brought in this past week 106 at the domestic box office in its five weeks. And then seven weeks out at number five, Oppenheimer, $5.6 million this past week. So far in the U.S., it's brought in 310. Uh, worldwide, over $850 million. So Good Lord. It, it's uh, Christopher Nolan's third largest grossing film behind two of the Batman movies. Um, so it's the first one that he's like he's wanted to do uh, as a thing uh, and then in its second week out dropping from the top spot in the number four spot this past week Gran Turismo six and a half million dollars bringing its domestic take to 28.7 and then holding strong at the number three in its third week out Blue Beetle, $7 million, bringing its domestic take only up to 56.4. Uh, worldwide, it's brought in just around about $100 million. Uh, and it
0: had like a $120 million budget, I think. Yeah, another, so it needs to make like 200 to break even. Not gonna. Yeah, that's uh, big not flop not good. for yeah. uh,
1: DC again, which is why uh, James Gunn left it off of his timeline for the DCU And then holding at number two, and its seventh week out, Barbie brought in 10.2 million domestically, 609 million dollars, and across the world, it is encroaching on one and a half billion dollars at 1.38 billion. I just bucks.
0: I'm just happy to say I haven't contributed to that. Yeah, still haven't fucking seen it. I haven't either. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just, I I can't, I cannot understand. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm sure it's a great movie. I'm going to see it. I'm sure it's a fine movie. Is it a $1.5 billion movie? Like, how did they capture that with the internet? The internet made, because $1.5 billion could solve so many world problems. And a lot of the people that go see this movie are like, oh, well, I'm an educated thinker, and this movie's got a message. And it's like, well, you realize that just the profits alone from this could rescue several countries but, from economic de- de- demise. It, but, could, it, could, it could save the United States, maybe. Well, and at
1: the same time, you know, I've been pointing out since some of the early trailers that it's just the Lego movie, and then it got called out in some articles from people that it's just the Lego movie. I've seen it
0: before. Why do I need to go see it again? Well, and okay, so uh, as Ali Sparkman and Vince both say, Ali Sparkman on Twitch, she says, it's a great movie, but it's being crazy hype. That's what, how I feel. Like, I don't, the hype is what turns me off of this. And then Vince on Twitch says, has there been any good over $1 billion movies? I would say no. Titanic. I mean, maybe. Like, it's, I mean, yeah, Okay. Like, I will say Titanic. And that's Dude, it has old. Billy Zane. It's hard for me. Uh. Really? You don't like Titanic? Uh. I just haven't seen it. You've never seen Titanic? Whoa, no. ma'am. Oh, it's so good. It has Billy Zane. I wouldn't say so good, but it's worth seeing for it's sure. It's pretty good. I mean, it's, an, it's a it's, a, it's a pretty good movie. It has Bill Paxton. It and does have Bill Paxton. I've just seen too many memes. I mean, that yeah. Is, so. and I watched it in the theater when I was a kid. I, w- I watched it for we the were... first time in its 20th anniversary. Really? That was the first time I saw it. Because forever, I like on the drive speaker, I said, I want to be the guy that goes to the grave. And on my tombstone says, I'm the guy that never saw Titanic. Oh, it's going to be me. And then when, when... I was
1: there opening weekend, man.
0: Yeah, and then and then oh yeah, Velvet Santa's always sending me memes from Titanic Fan 97. It's like is that I, the guy I that collects all, all go, the VHS tapes? Yeah, I'm like, "Oh geez, I want to be the guy that collects." Do you remember that time at Tavern Trivia where I had all the VHS cassette copies of Tim Allen's The Santa Claus? Sure do. Now, is there one over there? Do we have a VHS cassette copy yeah, of Tim Allen's The, the, the Santa, Santa Claus? Because that's the only way I can refer to this movie Is the VHS cassette copy of Tim Allen's The Santa Claus I had like 10 copies of this And every time I had a reason to like give one away And I go, wow, well, let me reach into Santa's sack and give a gift It's a VHS cassette copy of Tim Allen's The Santa Claus um, But yeah, I was that guy way before the guy on uh, Twitch was um, the or, 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 or what's TikTok with the Titanic But I love giving like i want to be the guy that has all the vhs cassette copies of tim allen's the santa claus um so if you have any send them my way um and this is this is a pretty this is pretty mint condition there's no stickers there's no be kind rewinds yeah this is clean this is a freaking fresh copy yeah although it does say what does it say it says shoemate on it what is what is who's shoemate like right here it says, shoe. That meet. doesn't matter. Uh, but you but know what? This. He, got, he got his wiener whistle. De- it he says, did. destined to become a holiday classic. <laughs> this is before it was a holiday classic. That was the quote. Someone was like, my review, destined to become a holiday classic. The New York Post. Yeah.
1: Well, you know what may be become a classic? And the movie that opened at number one, uh, taking a commanding lead <laughs> here at the box office. Equalizer 3 brought in $34.6 million over this past weekend. Uh, with yeah, still untold numbers today. I had read that it was over 40 million uh, when I was reading about it earlier, because initial projections uh, just a yeah, week ago. Yeah, it's 42
0: million right now.
1: Yeah, just one week ago, they they were like, oh, it's going to be the franchise worst. It's going to be terrible. It's not going to open with any money at all. And then it opens up. They're like, wow, it set the box office record for so many different things, and it's the second highest grossing Labor Day release ever. Behind only one of the Spider-Man movies,
0: for real? No, no, no. Shang-Chi. Oh, okay. Yeah, gotcha. uh,
1: Shang-Chi in the in uh, Secret of the Rings is the highest-grossing Labor Day movie, and Equalizer Three is number two, bringing in over forty million, which made it where the uh, box office summer is like over four billion dollars or something like that, which is a twenty percent increase over last year. Doesn't matter. A bunch of dumb numbers that people just give stuff to give them, but. What is the point, dude? Zootopia made a billion dollars. Is that Equalizer Three made a uh, good money, and uh, that's
0: good. It's a it's a fun movie.
1: Finding Dory
0: made a billion dollars, dude. Lord of the Rings that's a badass movie. I'm looking at the bad ones. Jurassic Park, F- uh, Frozen, Titanic, uh, Furious Seven made a billion dollars. No, it didn't. No, no way. Captain Marvel made a billion dollars. Was gar- Iron Man 3 made a billion dollars. That's That one's one of the worst ones. Harry Potter was good. Beauty and the Beast live action made a billion dollars. Yeah, we
1: talked about that. You
0: Joker that? made a billion dollars. Ugh, Despicable Me 3. Aladdin live action made a billion dollars. And no one liked that shit. Oh my God.
1: People
0: did. Alice in Wonderland live action made a billion dollars. was garbage. All this stuff was garbage. Ugh humans are garbage we're all stupid we're doomed everything sucks you like garbage why are you even watching this shit it's why we don't get any viewers there's only like 10 people watching it's because we're the learned ones we're the ones with the glasses from they live like we can see through the bullshit like we know We, we, we we we're cutting through the veil we're chewing the bubble gum we're kicking the ass and we're seeing through this billion dollar sham um so thank you for your like. This is why we're not we are not celebrity podcasters. It's too much fucking truth on this show. They're keeping us this is an underground broadcast. Oh man, they're they're interrupting our signal. The aliens are getting us like this is what's happening. They're they're shutting us off cuz we can see we have the sight here on the drive-in speaker box. <laughs> what? I'm just see Malort gives you sight. We got the sight. Boo, uh, doo, uh, doo, we doo. got the power. Mm. That's good, my Lord. Uh As Vince reminded us, there's no show next week because we're gonna tenacious. Go see tenacious D. D. So we are gonna go. I meant to bring my pick of destiny. Oh, I wish I knew where mine was. I have. A, yeah, my pick of destiny is at home on my desk. I brought it. I pulled it out, and I was like, ah. And we didn't have to like e- use a cock push up to steal it either. Um,
1: well, you can only do like one of those, right?
0: Maybe you can. One's all you um, need. one is all you need. Uh, when am I drawing for the ticket? Oh, for the Star Wars tickets. Yeah. Do we have our Do we have our stuff? Do I have our list of people that entered in the? Come on, producer! You've been over there drinking. Drinking, smearing off ices, and it's only like three people eating. No, like thirty and j's s- and farting and burping all so all many. Show long. So many okay, people. Chill
1: out. I was not doing that.
0: Okay, get up, get your notes. Whoa, we gotta. Yeah, this is this is this is important. This is important drawing business. Here, we'll. I'm sending it to you. Okay, we're sending. Okay, I'm gonna do a random drawing here. <laughs> There's literally five people. Hey, sh- Five out of five hundred entries that we got here. my bad. Or the other ones. I just. Okay. Yeah. This is this is our drawing music here. Um, I'm glad you reminded me because. Um. Okay. Okay. Here we go. All right. This is. All right. I'm gonna take these, and we're gonna, we're gonna put them in our randomizer that's on the ground. (laughs) Jesus Christ. Hang on. Hang on. There we go. And I'm putting it in, into the system. <laughs> Hang on. I just... The it's... it's uh, Yeah. Okay. I'm putting it into the system right now. Just give it a second. It's got to calculate all of the... Why not just write
1: a number next to them and then get a random number generator?
0: Yeah, because this is this is more advanced this is more advanced system than than that, uh, Jake. Like, God, get with get with the fucking program, bro. Like here. It the names are in the the, the days of Thunder hat and you get to draw one.
1: Oh gosh, it's put on
0: You're the, the System! Da da You didn't even know what was gonna happen. Here it <laughs> okay. is. Okay you read it me.
1: you're the winner oh I'm the winner turns out you turds can suck it because I'm going to watch the Star Wars
0: and Druid and Druid is our winner of a ticket Um, actually I've got two tickets so let's give away a second ticket there we go come on let's just do it here it is all those people. Al Topich. Al Topich wins a ticket, and he's actually watching. So, Al... Does everyone live here? Um, uh, Al will th- have to drive up here. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, you got a ticket if you want to. If you want to forfeit the ticket, we will find a home for it. Um, but, yeah, September 8th, the Star Wars uh, Symphony of Northwest Arkansas. Uh, man, I'm just a terrible show host because... I should have been way more on the spot about giving things away, but thank you, Knight Alishley, for reminding me to give those to give those away. Um, so, Al Topic, if you want that ticket, uh, chime in now. If not, you can give it to Night Alishley, who lives here in Fayetteville. Um,
1: Claim it, man. It's yours.
0: Yeah. yeah. It's your
1: it's your destiny. It's the
0: force. Yeah, so if, if Andrew does not get back to me in the next three days than night alishly um and you could take night alish lit i can see about getting i could see about getting a double seat so i want to make sure that that you can take the whole fam uh but anyway all right well we're gonna get out of here he's got to get to work it's getting hot in here um and i'd rather turn on the air conditioner than take off all my clothes so uh we
1: would all prefer that
0: yeah me too so thanks for tuning in guys we will see you guys next week uh, don't forget to like and subscribe. Facebook, Twitch, and YouTube. Live. We
1: won't see you next.
0: No, we won't. Monday. Did I say that? It's just autopilot at this point. We will see you the week after that. So, uh, thanks for tuning in. Like and share and subscribe. Tell all your friends that we're we're the best. Put your sunglasses on. Break through the bullshit. Don't obey. Don't sleep. Um, fight the power. I don't know. Bye. <laughs> I gotta. I gotta. I can't find my mouse where's where's my mouse jake help me i can't find my mouse okay we're, co- we're coming back on the screen there's a there oh it's right there i have four three monitors because i have to push this button to do this as you leave the theater yeah, folks here we go please be careful <laughs> don't let this happen to your car be sure to remove the speaker before you leave If you should accidentally pull a speaker loose, please turn it in at our snack bar or box office. Thank you.